Hello and welcome to the Curious Choice Leader podcast. I'm your host, Becca Prado, and it's time to step into your leadership one curious choice at a time. You're brilliant at what you do and you want to keep doing it, but your success means that you have a bigger role and a team to go with it. Suddenly, you're facing a new challenge, leadership, and it's a challenge that keeps changing and evolving and growing with you. This show is dedicated to helping experts like you become the leader you want to be, to create working worlds that work for you, your business and everyone connected with it, whether it's your own business or someone else's. This first season is all about leading change. In an increasingly uncertain world, one of our few certainties is that we're going to have to lead change. We're going to get curious about change itself, about our experiences with change, and see what lessons we can learn, and then make choices about how we apply them to the next set of changes we need to make. As a coach, I'm used to hearing people tell me they can't make a decision or can't decide what to do. It goes with the territory. It's largely what we're there to do, to give people a way to work things out. When we're in the middle of change and surrounded by uncertainty, that feeling of not being able to get your head around decisions grows. It's very unsettling, and it can leave us questioning our own judgment. And that's not a great feeling, especially when we're leading others through change. In fact, that just piles the pressure on and it makes it even harder to think and make decisions. So what can we do to help ourselves make decisions when everything around us is changing? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So are you ready? It's time to get curious and make some choices about how we make decisions when it seems that everything is uncertain. We've all been there, trying to make a decision thinking it should be simple, but each time we think we've made that decision, we find a new fact and we find ourselves questioning it again. And yes, we might expect a bit of twisting and turning along the way to making a big decision, like buying a house or even choosing a holiday, remember those? But when we're surrounded by uncertainty or imminent change, we can find ourselves going through that process of questioning our ability to make decisions over what we think should be simple things like what to wear today or what to eat for supper. Then we start to worry disproportionately about the consequences of decisions we're making now, and suddenly we have a huge dollop of anxiety in the mix. By the time we come to make the decision, we've used a whole lot of energy, and we need still more to make that decision, except now we're exhausted and the problem gets worse. Contrary to how we may be feeling when it gets like this, we're actually really good at making decisions. The best estimates say that we make about 35,000 conscious choices every single day. They range in size from is it time for coffee, the answer to that should always be yes, to much bigger and potentially life-changing decisions. Now, if we assume that we sleep for seven hours a day and that we're not consciously making decisions then, that means that we're making a decision every one and three quarters of a second, or if you prefer, we're making 2,059 each hour. That sounds exhausting in itself. And actually, you can measure a tiny drop in our blood sugar level when we make decisions in experimental conditions, suggesting that it really is. The way our brains make decisions is to pass the information along pathways. Think of the information as being a bit like water. The first time we put the water down, it tends to go just anywhere, but with some effort we can guide it to its destination. If we do this often enough, it'll start to wear a groove and flow more consistently in the same direction. Eventually, it'll create a deep gully with few obstacles or even bumps and it'll flow quickly along. It'll seem like we hardly have to think at all when we make that decision and it'll become increasingly less conscious as it takes less and less effort. And that all works beautifully when everything is stable. But incredibly big and powerful as our brains are, they do have a finite processing capacity, even when we're operating on full sleep and optimal health. When you throw in change, some of that capacity is taken up thinking about that change and processing that change, leaving less for other decisions. 
Change and uncertainty are like little explosions, or sometimes big ones, on the surface of our decision-making, and suddenly the walls that hold the flowing water have started to crumble, and water's escaping. We don't know where the cracks are, and we have to rush around and fix them before another one appears. For a while, each decision becomes more conscious, and it takes more effort and energy. This always happens with change, even if it's just a small one like your favourite brand of a product not being available in the supermarket. But if you think back to your experience during the coronavirus lockdown, every decision became proportionally bigger, as we had to work out how to do the basics, like shop for food at all, in a whole new way. And certainly everyone I've spoken to about it said it moved from being a quick decision that was hardly even thought about to being a huge internal debate about a whole new set of criteria. So how can we make sure we use the capacity we have to our best advantage? Well, the first thing is to make sure we're managing our overall levels of anxiety and stress looking after ourselves generally, making sure we breathe deeply and keep doing whatever it is that you normally do to stay on the top of your game. Next, we need to make sure we're using the processing capacity that we have on things that we can do something about. In the last episode, I shared a technique for putting decisions into one of three buckets, the things you can control, the things you can influence and the things that concern you but you can't do anything about. We need to do the same here by focusing on decisions that we can control we'll be able to make progress, we'll be more confident in our ability to make decisions, and the things we can make decisions on will grow. If, however, we feel this limited capacity we're experiencing with things that we're worried about, but which we have no control over, we'll soon feel overwhelmed and helpless. If you want to know more about this technique, then check out episode 7 on how to plan when everything seems uncertain. So once we've optimised how we're using that decision processing capacity, it's time to put it to good use. When we're making decisions in a rapidly changing environment, it's harder to know if we're making the right decision. We know every decision we make has consequences, and part of making decisions is weighing up those consequences. But how can we do that when we don't know what the world we're operating in looks like? We don't know what's possible and what's not, and we know the criteria we're making those decisions by are likely to change. We're experiencing an extreme case of this in our working worlds at the moment. Literally, no one knows how business is going to operate in the post-pandemic world. We just know it's going to be different. And yet, we find ourselves needing to make important decisions that could have lasting consequences. It's no wonder we're a little decision-shy at the moment. We have, however, had to make decisions when we're going through change before, and when there's been a heightened level of uncertainty. And we need to draw on that experience, and use the tools that helped us then. One of the techniques that I find helpful in these situations is borrowed from the world of project management, and it's based on creating a risk matrix. When you're considering a decision, ask yourself what could go wrong if you made that decision. There was a series of adverts here in the UK for Dr Pepper, which included a question, what's the worst that could happen? Now, when I worked for the company that owned Dr Pepper, it was a question we asked a lot, so these adverts really stood out for me. There were a few, but basically there'd be somebody who was considering drinking Dr Pepper and you'd hear them asking themselves, what's the worst that could happen? And in the adverts, there was a crazy ride of highly unlikely things, leading to a very embarrassing situation. Some of the things that happened were easy to predict, and very likely to happen, usually the first one or two in this crazy chain of events. But as the advert unfolded, they became less and less likely. Some of the things had small consequences, like spilling a drink. Others had major ones, like broadcasting your potentially embarrassing conversation with the school nurse to the whole school. It's the same with our decisions. We need to decide what could go wrong, how likely each potential thing that could go wrong is, its probability, and then how big an impact or problem would it cause if it did happen. 
I find it easiest to divide each into high and low and then to plot them on a grid and I'll put a visual for this in the show notes on my website. In the bottom left corner of the grid you have the things that won't have much impact and are not very likely to happen anyway, kind of like a shallow ditch you have to step over as you walk along. Concerns that you have that fall into this box can broadly be ignored. After all, the chances are they're not going to happen, and even if they do, you won't really notice them. If we go to the top right box, however, we have the things that will have a big impact and there's a strong chance that they will happen. Here we're talking about a very major and wide deep hole to navigate. Obviously, these things need to be our focus. When it comes to making decisions, we need to put our effort into understanding what makes these things likely and if there are any ways we can reduce that likelihood with things that we can do. There may not be so many of them, so we may also need to look at what we can do to effectively fill in the hole and make the impact of them smaller and easier to manage. So, for example, if there's a second wave of coronavirus, there are things we can do to make it less likely, but it's not totally in our control, so we also need to find ways to minimise the impact of it on our business. What those things are will depend on your business, but for example, keeping people working remotely and in small teams, and making sure that your business is set up to serve your clients that way, would mean the impact of another lockdown would be minimised. Once you've got the top right-hand box covered off, you can consider the other two diagonals and decide if you need to do anything about the things in them. So when you're facing a big decision, you can work through the risks of the different choices you could make and then make the one that's right for you right now. And a couple of things to bear in mind. You can always decide not to make a decision, but you need to consider the consequences of that as well and look at the risks of those. And secondly, as part of your normal business process, you'll be reviewing what's going on in your team and your business. And if that decision turns out not to be a great one, you can always go back and make another decision and change course. Okay, so in this episode, we've talked about that panic that we can feel when we're faced with making decisions, when everything around us seems uncertain, and how this impacts the mechanics of how we make those decisions. We've talked about protecting the capacity we do have available in the midst of change and uncertainty by looking after our well-being and focusing on the things that we can control. Finally, we grabbed a can of Dr Pepper and looked at the worst thing that could happen if we took certain decisions and looked at how we could analyse the probability and the impact of those things to work out if we could deal with the outcomes of that decision. The things I share in this podcast are based on my experiences, and some will be more relevant to you than others. It's up to you to decide what you want to take away and apply from this podcast. That's what being a curious choice leader is all about, getting curious about something and building our understanding, then evaluating what we find and making the choices that are right for you and your business. So, ready for the next time you're finding making a decision difficult because of all the uncertainty, the question I'd like to leave you with is, what's the worst thing that can happen? If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and then rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. When you rate and review the show, you help more people find it and step into their leadership one curious choice at a time. You can find the show and all the episodes and show notes, as well as more information on becoming a Curious Choice Leader by visiting thecuriouschoiceleader.com. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next time.